Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Today we end this series. Next week I'm really excited because next Sunday you don't want to miss it. Our kids are doing the whole service. Our kids are doing the whole service. They're going to do music and dance, and they're going to show us their artwork. They're going to do drums. They're going to do drama, and they're learning it all this week at Camp Creative. So come on back. Invite some people. It's going to be a really, really special service to be part of. But today, in this last installment of Jesus, Things Jesus Never Said, Um, I want to look at the idea of something he didn't say. It was, pick up your cross when it's convenient. Jesus never said that. Right? I think a lot of times in, in our... In our culture, especially here in America, where we really, we have it, we have it really great, don't we? Come on. Let's give it up for America this morning. We, we have it. We have freedom. We can do so many things that if you go to another country, it's, it's hard to do. And so uh, we, we sometimes think that, that our Christianity, our relationship with Jesus is just kind of Ah, whenever we want or when it's convenient for us. Oh, that works out for me. So I'm going to do whatever God's calling me to do. One of the hardest things as a Christian is to be obedient, right? Like, oh no, Pastor Landon's talking about obedience today. Do you remember when you were a kid? Maybe, maybe you had parents who, who um, they had a lot of rules and regulations in your home, right? And if you stepped across that line, watch out. Right? I remember hearing the speaker at FCA camp. He was talking a little bit about that. And uh, he came from Puerto Rico, I think. And there's all sorts of things that his parents used. But the biggest things in my household that were used to make sure I was obedient were the mini hockey sticks. <laughs> those little tiny plat. You guys don't know what hockey hockey stick is. <laughs> By nature, most of us rebel. We, want, we don't want to be told what to do because we think we know what is best for us. Come on, right? This happens once in a while in my home with my wife and I. We get into a discussion. Hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. It's like, hey. And we start, we start saying, no, no, no. I'm going to argue. I'm going to buck the system and say, no, I, that's not me. I'm not doing that. I'm going to do the exact opposite. Anybody like that? Anybody rebellious in the room today? You're like, I'm not, put my hand down right here. So we, we think that obedience is just something somebody else does, or when we pick up our cross, it's, it's when it's convenient for us. Why should anyone else tell me or dictate what I should do? I'm my own person. It's 2019. I can do whatever I want to do, right? That's a lot of what our culture is saying right now. But you know what? As Christians, we need to say, no, 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 that's not me. I want to be obedient to Jesus. You know what it says in Philippians 2 about Jesus? You know that he was obedient? The Bible says, obedient to death, even death on the cross. That's mind-blowing. I thought about that scripture this week. That Jesus wasn't just obedient to his father. He was obedient to death, even death on the cross. 
Why? So that each and every one of us could have a relationship with God. What was broken from the very beginning with Adam and Eve, that, that communication was broken because of what Adam and Eve did. And all throughout history, the, the Bible and the story of Jesus is a beautiful compilation of God's love. Come on, church. Don't, don't go to sleep on me. The Bible and all of these amazing stories throughout the Bible are an amazing story and compilation of God's love for you. Amen? And how he's going to connect with his children again. How he can, why he created Adam and Eve. Why? So he could have relationship with us. From the very beginning, he wanted to have relationship with us. Last week we talked about how different we were created than everything else. That God spoke us. He didn't just speak us into existence like creation. He got down. He, he formed us with the dust of the ground and breathed life into us. I don't see anything else being created like that throughout history. So, why should we be dictated by another? What's that look like? So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I, I, I thought about when I was younger. Anybody rebellious when you were younger? Right? Your parents told you to come home by 11, and you got there at 11.02 just because you wanted to see what they would do. Right? Right? When I was a kid, I'd always see the signs up, right? There's those signs. There's always these signs telling me what I cannot do. Like the sign that says, don't walk on the ice. I'm from Canada, if you haven't figured it out yet. Don't walk on the ice. You know what I would do? I would run on the ice. I was like, that sign is not going to tell me and dictate to me what I can or cannot do. Right? You remember the signs that say, don't go past this point? Right? There's a lot of cliffs where I come from. <laughs> There's a lot of mountains and all that. And there'd be like signs. Danger. Falling rock. Don't go past this point. Guess what we did? We went past the point and got on the other side of where the sign said we couldn't go and we'd take photos. <laughs> and it was on, okay, just for the younger folks, it was on film camera. So I couldn't really show you the photo today. And I'm, aren't you glad that you didn't have Facebook when you were a kid? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on. Not because it wouldn't have been fun, but because now your kids are like, Mom, you were just as bad as I was. I cannot believe you wore that and took a selfie of that and put it on Facebook. Right? I'm so happy that you guys can't see me as a teenager on Facebook. I wouldn't have a job. No. But you would see these signs as they don't pass this point. Or I remember when I was a kid, there was always signs when I first got my license that said bump. And I would drive really, the sign is really telling you to slow down. Right? Anybody? But when I was, when I was young, I'd just speed up. It was like, how fast can we go over this bump? They make them a lot tougher now. And now they call them speed tables. And those ones are really fun. Just the same. You know, I remember so many times I would do just dumb things because I didn't like someone telling me I couldn't do it. And really, from the very beginning of time, our human nature has been rebellious. Right? Come on, think about even now as an adult. There's things that you do 
Because someone said either you couldn't do it or you shouldn't do it. You know, God is calling his people to be obedient. God doesn't just put up road signs and, and U-turns just to see like, oh, are they going to follow what I'm doing? He does it for a purpose. Why? Because he loves us. He wants to steer his people in the right direction. He wants us to have an amazing relationship with him. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to have victory. Come on, church. He doesn't just put up these road signs because it's like, okay, I'm a dictator and I'm going to just lead my people that way. That's not it at all. He does it out of pure motives, pure love for us. You know, and God's calling us to follow him. He has amazing things for us to do in our life. You know, life is going to be hard, isn't it? I loved, I mean, I loved chapel on Thursday night. I love, he brought these cinder blocks up and he's talking about how there's stumbling blocks in our life. Just imagine there's cinder blocks here, there's stumbling blocks in our life and we trip over these things that, that is in the road. But you know what? God, God's saying, listen, I'm not going to take the stumbling a block away. I'm going to allow you to use those as stepping stones. Right? Come on. It's awesome. It's not mine, but it's a good word, right? And if you think about it that way, you think, well, God, just take, take it away from me. I think God wants us to learn through our pain. He wants us to use our pain for the, his purposes. Maybe you've had a hard life. Maybe, you've, maybe you have a, an amazing testimony. Maybe you went through a lot of things when you were a young person. You know what? Maybe you can help some other young people. Right? Maybe you went through some hard things as a mom. And maybe you see a younger mom coming up and you're like, they look like a deer in headlights and they don't know what they're doing. Maybe you can come alongside and use your stumbling block to help them use it for their stepping stone. Amen? So today we're, we're going we're gonna to be talking about the straight and narrow life of Christ that, that he's calling us to. But you know what? It's not just straight and narrow. It's free. It's exciting. You know what? I, my relationship with God, just like everybody else, is kind of like this. You're like, you're the pastor. You know what? We all go through seasons, right? And I think... Maybe a lot of us are in a season where we're like, man, I'm, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I'm having, a, I'm having a hard month, a hard year. But you know what? I believe that God wants to pick us up. He's going to dust us off and say, you're ready. Let's, let's go for it. We're all in. Come on. I hear somebody excited over here. You know, God has an exciting life for us. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that he's going to move the stumbling blocks out of our path. But it does mean he's going to be there right beside us, like Stephanie said. His commands sometimes seem really hard, don't they? And we're going to go through some of those. And they're like, wow, that's really extreme, God. But look what John says in 1 John 5.3. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. Pause there for a second. So... To love God is to keep his commands, to be obedient to his commands. And then what does it say after this? And this, and his commands are not what? Burdensome. Wait a second. 
I thought they were always burdensome. When I was young, I went to church, and they were always saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, you do this. And it always felt like there was a big, heavy load on my shoulder. And it was heavy. It's like, I don't know if I can... You know what? Jesus took all of that on the cross. He took the heavy load for us. Why? So if we can follow his commandments in love, then our, our burden will be light. And what does it say? The yoke is easy. My burden is what? Light. So maybe you came in and this, this morning and you have this heavy thing on your shoulders. You got the weight of the world on your shoulders. You weren't meant to carry it. Jesus took it to the cross. And all you have to do is say, okay, I'm giving it back. I don't need this burden anymore. You know what his commandments are? Maybe you're like, I don't even know what his commandments are. I don't read the Bible much. I don't, I don't really understand everything. I've, I've read some and I see a lot of things and I don't know. You know what? Can I simplify it for you today? You think of the Ten Commandments. Those, that's ten. That's not bad, right? Can I simplify it into two for you this morning? Can we do that? And actually, Jesus is going to do it right here in the New Testament. Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Right? They're coming after Jesus. like They're questioning him, throwing questions at him. But this is what's really profound that Jesus teaches us. He's going to wrap all of the Ten Commandments, the first four and the last six, into two. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's the first four. Sorry, I can't count today. And then verse 38 says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Wait, Pastor Landon, what you're saying today is if I love God, and if I love people, I'm following God's commandments? And the answer is yes. I know that's easier said than done, but he also did say his commandments aren't burdensome. So if we're loving God, if you love somebody, all right, take it to a friend or a, or a spouse or a family member. If you love somebody, are you going to treat them right? If you truly love somebody, are you going to serve them? Yes. And so if we're serving and we're loving, then we're going to keep God's commandments. You know what? We're going to fail sometimes. Let's pray before we go into this message today. Lord, we thank you today that your word is strong. And I just pray that today you would speak life into our church. That you'd speak through me by way of your spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. Listen, I want to go through three questions. I want, to, I want you to, and these are questions for you. Maybe you'll answer them today. Maybe you'll answer them when you go home. Maybe you'll answer them this week. But it's just three questions for you today and for myself. I'm preaching to me today. Is that cool? Number one, is Jesus asking you to be radical with your faith? Write that down. Leave it up for a second so they can write that down. Is Jesus asking you to be radical with your faith? You know, Jesus was pretty extreme, wasn't he? Pretty radical 
with the things that he would say to people. The things that he would ask his followers. You know what would be crazy is Jesus would, all of these people would start following Jesus. The disciples were probably really excited. It's like, Jesus, we've got a mega church now. This is awesome. Right? And they'd all show up and then Jesus would start saying, okay, everybody's here? Alright, sit down for a second. And then he would say things like this. Matthew 18, 3. Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to leave my childish ways behind. He's, he's not meaning here to be childish. He's meaning to have the faith of a child. To be humble. Some extreme things. He also said, love your enemies. We talked about that last week. Imagine you're, you're at church for the first time ever and Jesus is there, right? The Son of God. And he's like, love your enemies. And then he also, next he says, turn the other cheek. If they take your coat, give them the rest of your stuff. What would you say? It's pretty extreme, pretty radical, isn't it? Matthew 6.24 says, No one can serve two masters. Alright, everybody shows up. They're excited. They're like, yay! We can't wait for this really super, you know, message that we can go home and be motivated with. I can't wait. And then Jesus says, okay, everybody's here? Everybody's here. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So he's saying, hey, you got to choose. You got to choose. Who are you going to serve? Is it going to be money? Is it going to be that person over there? Or is it going to be me? Is it going to be Netflix? Is it going to be whatever? Fill in the blank. Look what it says in Luke 9, 23 to 26. Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. Wait a second. So imagine 2,000 years ago when Jesus was here physically, and he's walking around, and people are following, like, we can't wait, we're going to have a revolution, and Jesus is going to be our commander, and it's going to be all exciting. We're going to take over again. He's going to be the king. And then you show up to the first meeting and he says, take up your cross daily and follow me. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Pretty extreme, isn't it? Because what they knew at the time was a cross means crucifixion. Uh, I, don't, uh, I like you, but I don't know if I'm going to do that. I don't know if I, I, I can be that person. Look what he says. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words... The Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory 
and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Pretty strong language from Jesus, right? And this is from the Bible. I didn't, I didn't come up with these verses. But Jesus is saying, how extreme will you go to, to following me? What will you give up to follow me? Will you serve me? Or will you serve money? Will you serve me? Or will you serve fill in the blank? Ask ourselves that question this week. Number two. Everybody say number two. Will I go to the extreme to follow Jesus and share him with others? So when was the last time you had to do something extreme to continue your relationship with Jesus? Or to follow him, or to help someone else follow him. You know, I, I love this story. I, um, when I was a youth pastor, we went to a conference called Dare to Share. Um, a guy by the name of Greg Steer leads a ministry, and he teaches thousands of young people all over America to share their faith. Something that needs to happen more in America. You know that 1% of Christians will share their faith with somebody? And a lot of times it's young people, because they're bold, right? When we get older, we're like, well, I got my thing. I'm doing my thing. But uh, th listen. He had a story in a book I read of his about a young man who went to the extreme to share his faith. He, he, uh, he, first, he got saved. He went, to, he went to camp. And he was on fire for Jesus. He's like, I want to share the hope I have, the victory I have in Jesus with everybody. And this young man was 16 years old and, and he had some, some mental issues and he had a hard time in school. But you know what? He loved Jesus. So one day in Denver, he was like, okay, today I'm going out. He got a new bicycle. I'm going out and I'm going to share my faith with somebody. So he gets to a stoplight, and there's some younger guys in a car, and he's in his bicycle, and he goes up, and there's a stoplight, and he starts sharing Jesus with them. And the light turns green. And so the guy's biking alongside, and he's sharing his, he's sharing his, his faith in Jesus with these guys. Hey, guys, Jesus loves you. He wants, he wants you to follow him. He's got great things for your life. And by the time he knows it, he's going 20 miles an hour. He's grabbing onto the side of the car. Come on. And guess what? 30 miles an hour. 40 miles an hour. And he's still sharing his faith. 50 miles an hour. Finally, I think he gets kind of the idea, I better kind of go. He said, I hope you trust in Jesus today. And he lets go. That's extreme faith. When have you gone to the extreme? I'm not, listen, young person. Listen, Max, don't do that, okay? <laughs> listen, we'll teach you some other tactics, okay, if you want to share Jesus. But isn't it amazing 
that when people really have a relationship with God, they do some crazy stuff. What would you lose? Would you give something up for Jesus? Think about that today. Would you go to the extreme? Maybe there's something holding you back from your relationship with God. Right? Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's some sort of barrier between you and God. Let's check out this clip here. I'm a little early. But before you hit play, um, you've probably seen this movie before. And you know what? Something was holding this guy back from his relationship with God and his relationship with his wife. Check it out. It's about three minutes. Watch out for parasites. A parasite is anything that latches onto you or your partner and sucks the life out of your marriage. They're usually in the form of addictions like gambling, drugs, or pornography. They promise pleasure but grow like a disease and consume more and more of your thoughts, time, and money. They steal away your loyalty and heart from those you love. Marriages rarely survive if parasites are present. If you love your wife, you must destroy any addiction that has your heart. If you don't, it will destroy you.
You doing okay today? No, not really. I don't want you talking to that guy. He is weird. <laughs> Takes one to know one. <laughs> wow. Come on, let's give it up for Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Listen, I know that's an old device, okay? We don't, not a lot of people have computers that look like that. But that shows us that you know what, sometimes we got to go to the extreme to make sure we are obedient to Christ. Come on, church. The time is coming to an end. God, Jesus is coming back. Amen? And we don't need to deal with junk like that anymore. God wants to give us freedom. Sometimes we got to go to the extreme. We need to maybe take the first step. And do something like that. Or whatever it is. Cancel that subscription or whatever. Maybe yours is, I don't spend, we don't spend enough time with my family. Set something up. Hey, we're going to eat together one meal a day and we're going to read the Bible together and pray. Some, for some families, that's extreme. Right? You, I love how he said at the end, that guy is weird. I want to be weird for Jesus. Amen? Come on. Come on up, Jacob. And as we close, I got one more question for you. Will you surrender everything to Jesus? Maybe you're like, it's really easy, Pastor Landon, to, to surrender the language I used to use. That's easy. Because if I say it around my kids, it's not good. Uh, Pastor Landon, it's easy to surrender this relationship. But you know what? God's not asking us just to do the convenient or the easy like we talked about in the beginning. To pick up our cross when it's convenient. It's to do the hard things. And you know what? He's going to help you every step of the way. And sometimes we have to go to that extreme to follow Jesus. Because you know what? When we do that I feel like we go to a, a different level with our relationship with God. We say, man, this thing here is holding me back. Maybe it's a drug. This here is holding me back. What do you need to surrender today? That's between you and God. Maybe you've got to answer that question. One of the hardest things in a Christian life is obedience. By nature, most of us are rebellious. We don't want to be told what to do because we think we know what is best. But you know what? God's purpose is to have that relationship with his people. His goal is for us to have freedom in Christ, to have freedom in him. So not just for us, but so the other people around us will see, hey, that person's following Jesus. They're not perfect. They don't got it all together. However, 
they love Jesus and they put him first. Amen? You know, it's kind of like parenting. Right? Most, listen, good parents, what do you want for your kids? You want the best for them, right? You want them to eat healthy. You want them to go to a good school. You want them to learn their Bible verse in kids' church. Every, every week, Emma's learning her Bible verse that they send home. All of those things. We want good things for our kids. How much more does your Father in Heaven want good things for you? And His is perfect. His intentions are perfect. Some of our motives aren't perfect, right? I want them to be on that team or I want them to go to that school so I can relive my, my glory days or whatever. But God's intentions are pure. And He wants the best for His kids. Amen? So can we stand this morning? Maybe this morning you're saying, Pastor Landon, I want to surrender everything. Maybe you've been a Christian 20 years. Maybe one day. And maybe this like this time at church where it's like Pastor Landon's going to call me to come up here. Listen, I want someone to be extreme today and say, I'm going to stand up there and I'm going to give it all to God. I'm going to just surrender everything to Him. So as Jacob sings a song this morning, would you just spend a moment, maybe it's at your seat, maybe you're walking out of your seat and you're going to come down here and say, God, that's me. I want to surrender everything to you. It's going to be hard, but guess what? Holy Spirit, He's going to come alongside and help you with it. Amen? Would you come? I know there's some people who say, hey, that's me. That's me. No one's going to...